it's time for Love Talk with the love ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Evelyn. Love Talk today about women's health in the midlife. Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn, and this is Love Talk, and we are thrilled to be here today and want to welcome you. We have a wonderful program ahead of us, and it's exciting because uh, we have the beautiful lady in studio. <laughs> we do have a beautiful lady in studio. Aside from yourself, Miss Evelyn Davison, First Lady of Love, I always love seeing your beautiful face when I come in. Um, and friends, we love joining you every Saturday at 10 a.m. This is Kathy Enderbrock, and I get to be in studio today. I usually call in from Boise, Idaho, but I, there's just something really special about being in studio and getting to be with you. Our coach, Carrie, is not with us mm-hmm. today, so she is um, off being a coach and mm-hmm. doing her thing, but she will be with us next week. And it's so funny because Coach Carrie, actually, uh, she is the one who insisted we do a series on health. She says, you know, when we're done with mm-hmm. our prayer series, I want to do an entire series on health, and I want to get in... who is going to be our very special guest today, one of Coach Carrie's favorite people who I will introduce in just a moment. So Carrie says, I want to get... I want to get this doctor in to talk about these issues and and do this whole series on health. And now today she was not able to be in with us. So it's killing her. So anyway, Coach Carrie, we love you. We miss having you with us today. And I sure do hope that I do this program justice that you have put together. I I tell you, the only reason that I'm, I'm willing to do this without you is because the guest that you have organized for us is so phenomenal I just think if I get tied up, she's just going to carry the entire program. (laughs) We are talking today about women's health in midlife. And I tell you, I wasn't ready for midlife. I think a lot. What about old age? (laughs) Midlife and old age. We're going to be addressing that too. I tell you, we have been, we're, we're beginning this journey of health and we're talking about spiritual health, women's health, men's health, mental health, financial health, physical health. Sexual health, healthy marriage, healthy dads, oh, so much that we're going to be just reaching into and pulling out and just pressing into in a really deep way to see what does God say about our health? What does he have for us? What is his purpose and plans for us? And what does it mean to be healthy in all of these areas of our lives? Is it possible to be healthy in all areas of our lives? Mm. The Bible gives us a resounding yes, friends. Yes, we can be healthy. And it is what God has for us. So you just keep joining us every morning, uh, Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Set your alarm, invite your friends, uh, share us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as we just set out on this awesome journey over the next few months. Well, so today we have this our, our incredible guest, Miss Miss Evelyn, and and I know you've had a, a busy uh, a week. It's been so full. We finished up National Day of Prayer, but there is so much that I want to discuss here. Have you had a huge week that you want to share? Are we able to get straight into the topic today? Ah, I think hit it and let's run. Okay, my, my horse is ready. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, then we are ready to go. So. Our our guest today is Dr. Carol Tanksley. I want to tell you a little bit about her because she's just a phenomenal, amazing woman. She is board certified in obstetrics, gynecology, and reproductive endocrinology. She has practiced medicine for 28 years. She currently practices part-time providing short-term relief for other OBGYN physicians and hospitals. And the thing that she loves about this is she's able to continue helping people medically, but this also gives her the flexibility to do more of the ministry work that she just loves. Um, and Miss Evelyn, you call you call Dr. Carol Tanksley Doctor Doctor because not <laughs> only is she a uh, a board certified doctor, but she also has her Master's of Divinity and her Doctor of Ministry from Oral Roberts University focusing in Christian leadership. And uh, she used to do her own radio program, The Dr. Carol Show, Uh which um, our listening audience friends you might remember from 2009 until about 2016. She is a speaker, writer, coach. She connects with people both here 
in the state of Texas and around the world, and she's committed to helping men, women, and couples experience the fully alive life that Jesus came to bring us um, physically, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually. We are just blessed to have her living in Austin, Texas, so we can get her down here in studio with us. She enjoys being Grandma Carol to four wonderful grandchildren as well. Welcome, Dr. Carol Tanksley. Mm-hmm. Yes, doctor. We've been waiting for you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is it is so good. I am just privileged every time you love ladies and invite me to be part of the program uh, and The two of you display so much of what I believe we are talking about today. And I'm going to turn the tables on you guys for a minute if I can. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, let's just just turn this around. Um, And I'm sure you'll have questions to ask me, but I would like to ask the two of you a question as we begin. And since we're talking about women's health today, let me ask you, when you imagine in your mind, when you think of, a healthy woman. What does that picture in your mind look like? What is a healthy woman? <laughs> okay, crickets. Well, she has a Bible in her hand. I would mm-hmm. say I picture a gal with a Bible in her hand. Um, someone who has a, a smile in her eyes, maybe a smile on her face too, but definitely a smile in her eyes. And, uh, you know, I don't, someone with tennis shoes on. I picture someone with tennis shoes on when I think of a healthy woman because she's on the go. <laughs> what about you, Miss Evelyn? What is a healthy uh, woman? Uh, like? First thing I'm saying, Lord, thank you for getting me out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not and, in bed. I agree. <laughs> a healthy woman has gotten herself out of bed. You know, it is, uh, life is life. Depend, uh, here, without really major um, focus on any particular thing in life other than your relationship with God and the the rights that we have to go before him and seek him, uh, the Lord Jesus. And and my thing is, if I stand up and I say, good morning, Lord Jesus, <laughs> I get moving faster. You know, some mornings it's not, you know, not funny. And he and I have a little discussion about tonight or yesterday. But I think that the direct direction for life regardless of who or where you are, is that you start your day with Jesus. Mm. I love those answers. Uh, and I you love, get an A. You do. <laughs> you, both get, you both get an A. And I love how the two of you are not only talking about just the physical, but mm. talking about the, the whole person. Um, and as, as an OBGYN physician, the, 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 the medical doctor part of me, I have been privileged to, you know, care for women from, you know, uh, children, from, from, from girlhood all the way up to, to, to seniors. And so I've seen women at all various life stages. And it, it's occurred to me at times, you don't have to be a doctor to get a fairly good idea of what a healthy woman looks like. Just imagine go, going to the grocery store, going, going to HEB and, and standing in line. Watching the people with, you know, their 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 carts, they they they've got their stuff and they're in line waiting to check out. And just look, today we're talking about women. Look at the women there, and just by observing for a moment or two, you can get a lot of information. Now you may not be a hundred percent right, but you will get a pretty good indication about. The, the, the state of life that, that this woman is in. You might see, for example, a um, a young mother who's frazzled and tired. Maybe she has a child she's dragging with her, or, or maybe not. Um, you know, she, she's tried to put herself together, but but you know, she's she's physically okay, but mentally she's really stressed. Yeah, she's hungry. Yes. Hard hunger. Very much so. You might see a middle-aged businesswoman. She may have on her, you know, you know, business suit and, and hair and makeup, uh, you know, is done. But she's all about success and she's rushed. She's not paying attention to anybody else, you know, um, uh, around her. Maybe she's got, you know, her, her coffee, you know, cup, you know, trying to, to stay awake and, and she's just pushing. <laughs> okay, and, you're stepping on some hard. <laughs> I like my coffee, ladies. Uh, I'm all I'm all about that. But 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 you can see something about it. Maybe you would see a grandmother. Uh, she's she's lived a number of years 
And whether or not her her physical body is is made up with you know with, with hair and makeup and, and clothes, you can see some resilience about her. She's been through stuff, and she knows it's going to be okay. You know, there there there's a solidness about her. She's she's known how God has walked with her through troubles, um, and the stuff other people throw at her. Okay, you know, um, but. She's just she's she's just okay. She she's resilient. You can tell all those kinds of things just by observing women for for a few minutes. From the grocery store, <laughs> sure, or wherever, or sitting in the doctor's waiting room, or or wherever. Okay, next time I'm in the grocery store, instead of looking for the shortest line, I'm going to look for the longest line, and I'm going to start going and looking for these things. You know, I think about the the scriptures that God gives us in Proverbs that talks about women, and there's uh, in Proverbs thirty one two. Um, she's described as it says that she's clothed with strength and digni- dignity, and she laughs without fear yes. of the future. Okay, I love that picture. Prover- th- a little bit further down in Proverbs 31, verse 17, it says she is energetic and strong, a hard worker. Um, in Luke 1, 45, it says, Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her, that sounds like a healthy woman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what we're talking about is the integrated way in which God made us. You know, our physical mm-hmm. bodies, yeah. our mental and emotional capacities in, in, in our mind, our spiritual self, the core part of who God made us to be, the part that can connect directly with God and where his Holy Spirit lives in us and, and, and speaks to us all those parts are connected. And when you look at those women in line at HEB, uh, you know, you can see so much evidence of that. You can tell whether she had a fight with her husband an hour before she came to the store. You know, you can tell whether she's gotten rest. You can tell whether she has accepted what God has said about her as a daughter of the king. Those things impact how we carry ourselves the look on our face, Kathy, you said smile in her eyes, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the look in her eyes. So much of this as an integrated whole, as God created all of us as women, as all human beings, but especially as women to be. You know, I love this because when I think about women's health in midlife, I tend to go, well, did my annual OBG come back all clear? (laughs) Okay, check. Wait till you're a senior and you say, are the bones still there? (laughs) So there's a bit more to um, health, women's health in midlife, than just getting the check mark on your OBG visit every year. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, through the years, I've... um, Seem like in a particular year, because I choose a um, verse that I'm going to live out to the mostest. Uh, and I've, my last Bible, I started in, oh, it was about two, two and a half years ago. And I compared those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, that woman that's going out there and beating the door down like I used to. You know, I'm not that woman. And, and so sometimes, and I say this with, with laughter, you just need to stop and think, who am I today? And my way of getting that done is to, when I get up, my feet hit the hit the carpet. Uh, I say, okay, Lord, I'm here reporting for duty. What are we going to do today? You know, I love, Miss Evelyn, that you say you're not the one going and beating that door down anymore, but you are now the one opening the door for others. You are the one making sure that those connections are being made, that those doors and those passageways remain uh, open and active and people walking through them. And I just love that. And you're in such an important, critical point right now. In your life and in what you're doing within Austin, within the state of Texas, uh, we're not willing to do without you anytime soon. So you keep opening all of those doors that you're opening and uh, keep those healthy relationships and connections going. Well, friends, we are at the end of our first segment. Boy, it sure does fly by. We have so many questions for you, Dr. Carroll, so many questions. We're going to get into this topic further, women's health in midlife. 
We're going to hear from our sponsors who have kept Love Talk on the air for over 36 years now. Friends, you are going to want to stay with us. Men, if you think this topic isn't for you, let me tell you, you're going to want to come back for the next segment. <laughs> you need segment. it, friend. <laughs> you need it, friend. We're looking forward to be back, be, be back with you on Love Talk right after this. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM, KTXW, The Bridge, Austin Central, Texas Christian Talk. Friends, we are building bridges of love and leadership today. This is Kathy Endebrock in studio with the First Lady of Love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, and our incredible guest, Dr. Carol Tanksley, board certified in obstetrics, gynecology, and reproductive endocrinology. We like to call her Dr. Doctor because she also has her Master's of Divinity and Doctor of Ministry from Oral Roberts University. We are talking about women's health in midlife, and it's so much more than what I thought it was going into (laughs) this program. Uh, So we talked in our first segment, Dr. Carol, about the picture of the ideal healthy woman and uh we've just thoroughly muttered muddled muddied the waters there there you know the bible gives us this beautiful picture but we see every woman being different we see every woman with uh different um pictures of health and pursuits of health talk to us about health and and possibly as well how maybe a lack of health or sickness in in one area of our life can actually leak out and affect all the other areas. We are integrated as human beings and and especially as women. What impacts one area impacts all the others. You know this if you think about it. Um, You know, if you had a fight with your husband before going to bed, it's going to affect your sleep. Uh, You you may wake up with a headache. Um, Talking about headaches, have you tried to pray when you have a serious headache? Certainly, We have agency, by that I mean the ability to choose, to pray, to respond out of a good attitude. But our physical bodies impact those other aspects of our life. That's just a couple simple examples. When things are not well in any area of your life, it's going to impact the the other areas. Um, We've mentioned relationships, your relationship, you know, with your husband. As a single woman, if... Uh, if work is stressful, if your boss is, you know, grinding on you in some unhealthy ways, it's going to impact uh, the, the way your physical body feels. The sense of stress has physical implications. Your heart may be racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, your menstrual cycles, if you're menstruating, may be messed up because of stress. One of the things that fascinated me was in, in medical school when we would come to exam time, of course, Exams in medical school, one of the more stressful, you know, <laughs> moments, pictures, uh, moments pictures. in life. <laughs> the, our, our cycles as women, the, the, the women students w- would be all messed up just because of the stress at that time. That, that, that's one kind of, uh, kind of example. Your, um, your ability to manage your weight, your hunger, um, directly related to, to stress, to sleep. Sleep is probably one of the least paid attention to aspects of, of our health, but it impacts just about everything. Um, ability to control your weight, your mental clarity, your productiveness. As I got into midlife, and by, by that, we, let, let's just be open, you know, 40s and 50s, that when, when we use that phrase today, that, that, that's, the, that's the phrase we're talking about. I realized that I couldn't push for 22 hours straight like I could when I was in medical school. You know, I just, I just, I just couldn't function with the same uh, ability. I started to see that I could get depressed at the end of a long day. And even though the circumstances in my life might have been just the same as another day or, or, or that morning, that I just couldn't handle it as well. And I realized in my own body and mind how carefully I needed to guard my sleep. Now, that doesn't mean that every night sleep is perfect, but it means it's worth taking seriously and, and t- paying attention to. So th- those are a couple examples. You know, it's interesting. When I did my undergraduate thesis, I did it on uh, distress and the expatriate traveler because there was such a high failure rate of American expats overseas. 
And it would, you know, cost companies hundreds of thousands of dollars when they would have an expatriate that would fail to relocate. And they'd have to bring them back to the United States because they couldn't finish out their term overseas. And so I I did this study and I actually went to Japan and kind of used myself as a guinea pig as part of this study and stayed several months in Japan working in in a Japanese owned hotel in a small Japanese town and studied what happened to me, what was my distress levels, and then what was my use stress, which is positive stress. And when did those peak? When did they, you know, they peak in response to what? What were the ramifications, the physical ramifications, the emotional ramifications, the mental ramifications as far as clarity? And it was amazing to see how they were all tied together. And um, so I had a lot of fun with it and came back and got to, present all of my findings at a a business conference on just helping businesses prepare their expats to be more successful by just simply, you know, doing some basic preparation, uh, basic preparation. And then once they are there to be very cognizant of what is going on with their levels of distress and helping them to understand what level of distress their bodies uh, can handle for a certain a period of time. And so it has just helped me so much as I went on to my master's degree and having children and just getting in touch with, okay, I know I can handle this level of stress, yeah. but I need to step away before it gets to, to this level. It is amazing how it is all connected. Yes. And when we push past that level of where each one of us individually can, can function, uh, it actually gets a lower level of return. Working more hours when you're tired does not result in better productivity, as, as one example. Something that you may have struggled for three or four hours on when you're tired, you may accomplish in 15 minutes the next morning after a good night's sleep, for example. Um, the world may look totally different. And when we take care of our mental health, our spiritual health, our physical health, we end up being more resilient and can handle more than you could before. For example, if you nourish your body with nutritious food in appropriate quantities, your body will be able to do more uh, and, and handle more pressure, more stress. And some of things that might in other circumstances have been experienced as distress can be eustress, can be fueling for more when you take care of this temple that God gave us to tend. Isn't that interesting? I think as we, a girlfriend told me, and she's just such a beautiful picture of health, and she just loves the Lord, and she's one who taught me how to get a little flip book of Scripture and write down Scripture for me to take with myself each day and just keep at and at stoplights in the car and stuff. If I'm at a stoplight, she says, pick up your little Scripture book and look up a Scripture and think about it. And she told me, she says, you know, Kathy, once you get past 30, every decade, if you just have the same level of exercise and the same exact diet, no matter what you do, if if you keep those the same, you will gain five pounds every decade. And so she says, so as you get older, you have to become more nutritionally aware um, and you have to become more um, aware of your activity levels and do things that maintain your your muscle strength and your tone, because if you don't pay attention to it, you will find yourself three decades later in a very unhealthy position. <laughs> yes, I will say an amen to that. <laughs> Here's a concept that I think any woman can do well to contemplate, and that is learning mm-hmm. to feed yourself. When you were a child, a baby. You had no say over what you ate, how often, when. But as you developed some, um, you know, just the tiniest bit of maturity, you learned to feed yourself. God makes an infinite variety of food available to us. Uh, But here's what he doesn't do. He doesn't harvest the grain, grind it, bake your bread, and hand you a sandwich. (laughs) We become responsible to know when we're hungry to choose appropriate food, and to actually take it into our being. Uh, God doesn't start an IV to give you the nutrition you need. We have to learn enough about it to know what we need for today in this season and take it into our body. 
The same principle goes in other areas of life. Your mind and emotions need nourishment. You need insight, perspective, relationship, um, challenge, encouragement, comfort, etc., etc. And then, of course, your spiritual core of you needs nourishment. So intentionally finding the media programs, books, podcasts, radio shows like Love Talk that can speak into your mind and soul, hanging out with the people that lift you up. Um, spending the time with God alone in, in prayer, in, in Bible study, spending the time with other followers of Jesus, those kinds of nourishment fill you up. And when you are filled up in body, mind, and soul, you have so much more to bring to everything in your world. What it sounds like you're also saying to me is that your midlife can be your best life so far. Yes. Yes, you have been through enough of life that you have a little bit of wisdom. Not as much wisdom as Evelyn has at age 90, but you've been through a few things. Mm -hmm. You've learned some things about yourself, about people, about the world, about God. Even if you have not made every decision right, even the problems or, quote, Mm -hmm. failures, you have been able to learn from. You have a bit of of stuff under your belt, so, so to speak. And it can mean that this season of life can be full resilient, meaningful, beyond anything that, that you might have thought. The, the world's perspective of, of health is often synonymous with youth, and I think that's really a fallacy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. I think that's exactly right. When we talk about um, beauty and health, it, the, I think the, the picture that we typically get that the media tries to sell us they're really selling us short. And if, if, we, if we are buying into that, we are selling ourselves short. I, I think one of the things that I learned uh, in my 30s was that God's view and perspective of me was far more important than man's view or perspective mm, yeah. of me. And while he did expect me to be winsome and gracious and kind – um, I was not to um, bend over to the point of compromising my own values in order to appeal to others. And mm-hmm. I needed to appeal to God first and not worry about appealing to others. And so I, I really learned that if there are relationships that God does not have for me, that he'll peel those off um, and that I need to be willing to let some of those go and then to press into the relationships um, that he he does have me in. And so I, my 30s, I think, were um, an adventure. Of course, that's when I had all the babies. And um, But my 40s were, were pretty neat. Boy, they just went so fast. And I have no idea how I've already reached into my 50s. Boy, how did we Are get here? Are you 50? I am 50. Yes. I did not know that. You look like you're 16 or 18, well, don't you think? Well, you just keep saying that. Maybe we need to come to your house for lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Carroll, I have this question for you. You know, there, there have been times um, when I've thought, okay, is this something I – is this an issue? Is it not an issue? Do I just need to wait on this? Do I need to find a doctor? Well, what kind of a doctor would I go to if I needed to see a doctor? How do I even look for a good doctor? How, how, can you walk us through some of that when when we're trying to self-evaluate what's going on with our own health, at what point do we say, I need some, I need to see a doctor about this? Yeah. One great way to think about it is if what is going on right now continued for a month, a year, five years, uh, what might it do? Um, and again, you may not know that answer in detail, but just imagine, for example, if your periods are all out of whack, you know, um, okay, maybe that's not sending you to the emergency room today, but if this continued, you know, um, so that, that's one way to, to think about it. Um, and then, uh, how do you feel? Just your general sense of, of, of well-being is a, is a very reasonable thing to, to take into account. If you are are worried and feel down and stressed and you are not handling the normal things of life as, as well as you used to, that's worth paying attention and, and might be 
um, a- a- appropriate. Um, things like pain, um, pain with periods, uh, pain with if, if you're married, pain with with intimacy with with your spouse. Um, God didn't design you for pain. It doesn't mean that every pain is an automatic reason uh, that that there's a problem, but but it's worth checking out. Um, unexplained change in weight, unexplained fatigue, um, trouble sleeping that that, that goes on. That those are some uh, of of the more typical ones. One thing during the reproductive years, from menarche to to menopause, one appropriate gauge is how are your periods doing and it's not that if your periods are messed up that's always a sign of a problem but it can be a great gauge to say this is an issue with my health because so many a woman's reproductive system is impacted by so many other things in her body and in her life so that can be a nice barometer as well as an important um, important issue in in itself, unexplained changes in weight. If I didn't mention that already, uh, gaining weight and struggling to control that, or unexplained losing weight, th- those can be some important ones. You know, it's interesting. My uh, 18-year-old daughter, we, you know, mom, I always had my girls when they were 13 years old have an emergency pack, and the emergency yeah. pack had uh, um, a, a female napkin and a change of underwear. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and a, a, a washcloth, a wet wipe to kind of clean up with. And because I said, well, you don't know when everything's going to get going. And when it gets um, going, you, you need to. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have them, you know, kind of keep that in their locker. And um, but my my middle child, she likes to always be prepared. She likes to know when things are happening mm-hmm. on Wednesday, what's happening on Thursday. And she doesn't like to be taken by surprise. And so she actually got an app that all she does is she keeps telling that app, well, this was the first day of my cycle, and then this was the last day of my cycle. And after you do that for like three months, then the app starts sending you alerts. Hey, your cycle might start tomorrow, so be prepared. And I thought, well, that's the darndest, coolest thing because, I mean, I would say even into college, I would still have uh-oh moments, yeah. you know. I have big time uh-ohs. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's kind of be nice to have that little alert. There's so many little things now that kind of help us uh, – keep track of what is is going on well so i have a, a question for you because my my mom has always been um a vitamin user and she's always told me kathy you need to take calcium and kathy you need to when you take calcium you also need to take d and then when all of the covid stuff happened she said you need to take zinc and d and c every single day but she says don't go down to walmart and buy them you, you, she would tell me brands of supplements to purchase. Does that really help? I mean, I, I honor my mom and I take them. And, you know, all through COVID, I, I was very, uh, very good about taking my C and my D and my zinc. Um, does that make a difference? What kind of nutritional suppl- supplements can make a difference? And how do we choose them? Great question, and I get asked that when when I'm in a medical setting. I get I get asked that that a lot. Uh, I do want to say that I see nutritional supplements or, or or herbal products as number three on the place that you should think about spending your healthcare dollar. The first place is a pair of running shoes. Get out and walk, run. The second is healthy food. And then third, if there is healthcare dollars available, I believe that there are a few supplements that may be be appropriate. Um, first of all, put them in their place. And second, there are a lot of people with very expensive urine that have paid a lot of money for supplements uh, that just your body just eliminates, and it really doesn't make any difference in your health. The few that I think have appropriate, um, a bit of scientific backing. One, I believe, is a phytonutrient supplement. There are several uh, varieties about uh, out there. Juice Plus is the one I take. There's Balance of Nature that is out there. There's one particularly made in Texas, and I'm, and I'm blocking on the brand. Our diet today does not have the balance of nutrients easily available 
that might have been there when the soil was healthy and food was was fresh and, and at its optimum. So even when we get a reasonably healthy diet that you go to HEB or Whole Foods and get, there can still be a gap there. And that's why I think a phytonutrient supplement, basically fruits and vegetables that have been dried at the peak mm-hmm. of their uh, nutrition and, uh, you know, p- put in put in a capsule. That's one of the things we have available today. Uh, there is some research to show that that, improves general well-being, less inflammation, less infections, um, less, less illness in general. So there, there, there's some benefit to, to that. I believe for women, if you are not a good dairy drinker, you know, if dairy products are not a big part of your diet, then you probably need some calcium. It is certainly possible to get adequate calcium from vegetables and supplemented uh, you know, wheat products and whatever, but it can be a challenge. And I think most women probably do need some calcium unless you are really paying attention and getting a lot of, of that. Um, vitamin D, there's been a lot of controversy about vitamin D. And I I struggle to say that everyone needs vitamin D. I do place more stock in getting your vitamin D level tested every few years. Yeah. Maybe every three to five years. doesn't have to be every year. And, and if your level is low, then yes, it would, it would make sense to, to take some supplements. It's possible to overdo, to overdo mm-hmm. vitamin, vitamin D. Uh, there are a couple supplements that I believe can be helpful if a woman is struggling with premenstrual syndrome or menopause, um, the, the physical and emotional you know, um, stress, stress there. Um, evening primrose oil has been one with a bit of uh, a, a backing behind it. A magnesium-calcium combination has been found helpful in in a number of women. My list is fairly short. Um, I'm not one of these people that believes you need to spend hundreds of dollars um, going. I remember listening to a radio program once. And this particular person, I don't even remember her name at this point, was taking 60 supplement tablets a day. Oh, my. I don't believe that's warranted and probably does more harm than good. (laughs) Probably does a lot more harm than good. So that's a short list. And I think you need to think carefully about looking for some science behind it. When When you hear about research, ask who is benefiting. You know, if somebody is just selling you something and if the company who makes it is the one promoting it, you need to ask more questions, think twice, look for look for some real science. I'm openly uh, confused as to how we do these. Uh, and our doctor takes my list, writes out the list for six months for me to in the time and what to take and uh what to do after you take your medicine. Uh, I'm allergic to pork. I'm allergic to corn. I'm allergic to uh, some of the uh, seasons that come out. And it's just not worth trying. So basically my diet, I can't have, you know, bologna. Oh, I love bologna, but I can't even have bologna. It's got too much stuff in it. You know, but I am 90 years old, and but I'm still working at it. You know, you just don't give up. Right. And... And I just thank you for that because you, I do remember one of the things you said is adjust to the time in which you live. Mm-hmm. You, know, you taught that sometime. You know, I love Miss Evelyn. You joke and say, if I known I had was going to live till ninety, I would have taken better care of myself. <laughs> but you know, I think it's never too late to say, hey, I'm going to be purposeful about my health, my physical health, my spiritual health, my mental health, my emotional health. You know, in last week's program, we talked about um, our our sexual story and how that impacts our sexual health. And you looked at a matter it being a matter of the heart as well. And so, I think when we're talking about midlife health mm. um, and women's health in midlife, boy, there's so much opportunity to address some things that maybe you haven't addressed those first couple, first few decades of your life. Amen, sister. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Pour it on. <laughs> so, friends, I, we just, we have one segment left. We're just coming to the end of our, of our second segment here. 
We have some more questions for Dr. Carol, Carol about some of the most common mistakes that, that uh, women make um, and what to do about them. And we're going to talk a little bit about her guide, Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health that she wrote for all of those women out there, uh, what that discusses and what kind of information it has in there for you. We're going to get a word from our sponsors and be back with you. You're going to want us. And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk. You have found the love ladies. I am Kathy Endebrock, and in studio with me is the first lady of love, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, missing our beautiful coach, Carrie Brinkader, today. But we do have our very special guest, Dr. Carol Tanksley, with us today board certified in obstetrics, gynecology, and reproductive endocrinology. We call her Dr. Doctor because she also has her Doctor of Ministry from Oral Roberts University focusing on Christian leadership. Friends, we are talking about women's health in midlife. And to all of our um, men out there listening, you're welcome. Uh, I know that my husband is... Send the money, honey. <laughs> my husband's looking forward to everything he's going to learn from this program. And boy, I sure have learned a lot. I just have, you know, notes all over my production notes. And so I have a question for you, Dr. Carol. It's kind of personal, uh, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and share it. Friends, you can uh, text me on Facebook at Love Talk Radio if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you shared that, but I'll share it anyway. So... I had a good friend's wedding um, in in Idaho, and uh, it was scheduled for the day before Easter. And I thought, well, that's easy enough to remember. And I had it in my phone. I had the little RSVP card that I had RSVP'd for, and Eric and I were going, and we were taking the girls. And, um, you know, we were just all really excited about it. And I knew I'd been kind of having, you know, just like memory issues. And my mama always says, well, baby, it's because you have so much on your plate. You just, you're trying to, you know, your senior is graduating and you're doing things, getting this book ready and you have radio and National Day of Prayer uh, is coming up and all like this. You just have so many things on. Your memory is just fine. Well, Saturday came, the day of the wedding, and um, my youngest says, hey, mom, can we go out and buy my dress for protocol? And I said, yeah, yeah, let's go do that. And so we went out and got her dress for protocol, but it needed to be hemmed and, you know, stitched in and everything. So I called and we could get a fitting in. So we went down and we got the the fitting done. And uh, then I was thinking, wow, you know, this is, you know, my phone's not ringing. This is just a really nice open day. So I called Eric. I said, hey, Pathy and I are about finishing up. How about you and I go out for a nice dinner? And he's like, well, that sounds awesome. Let's go to dinner. And so uh, he and I, we grabbed the girls. We went out to dinner, and we're sitting at dinner. And I went, oh, my gosh, we just missed the wedding. We just, I completely forgot about the wedding. So it, am I am I menopausal? I have no idea. What? No, you're a first lady. So what, oh. you are. <laughs> what what are these inevitable symptoms of of menopause? Can it really affect our mental state? I mean, do I have some excuse for losing my mind? So many women <laughs> tell stories like that. You are not alone, Kathy. Oh, praise God. <laughs> yes, uh, you have to get a bigger calendar. <laughs> well, just just did. to put it in perspective. Um, the female hormones that the ovary produces in, in a woman's body, they fluctuate throughout life. Um, certainly when a, a young girl reaches puberty and starts having periods, you know, that those hormones get very high. And then each month those hormones fluctuate mm-hmm. um, right before a woman's period, right after having a baby and during the menopause transition. Those are the times in a woman's life when the hormone swings are the greatest. There are estrogen receptors in just about every tissue in your body, including your brain. Estrogen and related female hormones absolutely impact your brain. So with those big swings, certainly the way your brain functions can be altered. And other things that go on during that season of life, um, many women start having trouble sleeping. And so if you're more tired, your mind isn't going to function as well. And yes, life is busy. But the short answer is when your hormones are going through these dramatic swings, yes, your mind and many other body functions are going to be affected. It's not so much the exact level 
of a estrogen or any other particular hormone. It's the dramatic swings mm. that trigger so many of these changes. Can you fix me, Dr. Carol? <laughs> How do I fix this? <laughs> you pray, honey, and get a good doctor. And I recommend my friend, Dr. Carol. Well, Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health talks about this. And I, I, the, the biggest single thing that I encourage women to do is to see themselves as in charge. You are in mm-hmm. charge of your health. And that, that, that goes across the board, specifically for hormonal issues. Paying attention to the basics makes a difference. I outlined seven steps to taking charge of your hormones, and considering medication or supplements is only one of those. Mm-hmm. Other steps to taking charge include paying attention to your diet. At other times in life, your body may have been able to handle a less healthy diet than optimal without you noticing any difference. You may not be able to handle that when you're going through menopause, for example. Mm-hmm. So more sugar, more processed foods, more you know simple carbohydrates, you, your brain isn't going to do as well with that. Exercise, a big deal. We have been able to prove with scientific studies that for many women, simple, regular exercise will actually relieve many of the symptoms of menopause. Paying attention to the mental diet you take? What are you telling yourself about the future? What are you telling yourself about getting old? Are you believing lies that other people or the enemy is telling you? Or are you buying into the purpose that God has for you? Um, paying attention to your relationships, hanging around with healthy people. Those are some of the, the things besides only uh, supplements and hormones. And yes, there is a place, I believe, for uh, appropriate hormone therapy in, in some women. It's not a fix-all. Uh, I prescribe it at times, but not for every woman. There's, you know, there, there's pluses and minuses. Think of it as a tool, not as a, a fix for everything. That's so helpful. I, I love your guide, Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health. And you go over a number of just really important topics that you've covered with women uh, and men, just or well, with women in your practice year after year after year and what 28 years of practice you look at hormones infertility and pregnancy women's mental health such as depression anxiety stress diseases that especially affect women lifestyle and disease prevention interacting with doctors and today's healthcare system and information for moms to teach adolescent girls i mean just an incredible guide to women's health to have honest conversations and you I love your direct approach your but your your gentle approach and just full of helpful information and just backed by so many years of not only medical experience but uh, a love for God's word and and uh, the gentleness but directness of Christ I think mm, thank you one thing we didn't talk a lot about in this program is interacting with today's healthcare system. That can be very frustrating and difficult oh, for many women. So, man, you know, so much. And, and again, the, the, the position I encourage women to take is see yourself as in charge. You are in charge of your health. Now, your doctor may be in charge of your health care, but you are the one who make decisions. Ask the questions. Find out the information. I talk in the book, for example, about when it's time to fire your doctor. There are times it's time to fire your doctor, and, and you are the one who's in charge, is the point. And, and same thing with God. Yes, pray. But there are things God will invite you to do in working together with him. Uh, he has given you executive authority over this temple, body, mind, and soul, mm-hmm. under him to, to, to stand in that position as a queen, as a daughter of the king. Uh, that's what I believe. So we're a temple executive. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. What about a husband? <laughs> Would you or could you come back and let's do a program like this for mm. the men out there? Okay. okay. I would I would love that. You know, it, it's, it's so hard sometimes to come to understandings about, I'm just dead today. And he's, well, what did you do? I worked all day and I got to go mow the yard. <laughs> I'm not talking about my husband. That is unbelievable. It is um, he is a gift from heaven. He gets aggravated and, and you know sort of drawn down sometimes. He's having, I think he's got arthritis. Mm-hmm. His hands are swollen. Well, we have limitations. You know, God, God did not create us to live 
50, 80, 90, 100 years on this earth and then die. He created us to live forever. So when our human bodies go through the processes of change and and getting older, we appropriately rage against the, the, the deterioration and death because God created us to live forever. And yet... There is so much available to live fully alive in every dimension, even here and now. I love that. And how, when people want to look at your ministry that helps people learn how to live that fully alive Christ, uh, life that Jesus intended for us, or if they want to get a copy of Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health, how do they do that? DrCarolMinistries.com. That's the easiest place. D-R-C-A-R-O-L Ministries.com. If you leave me a message there, I respond personally. You can find Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health there or anywhere books are sold. And she's got a beautiful home, Van, and I went back. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I mean, you're just, you're you're beautiful. Your beautiful face, beautiful yes. mind, beautiful heart. We love having you in with us, friends. It has been just an incredible program learning about women's health in midlife with Dr. Carol Tanksley. Again, you can get a hold of her on drcarolministries.com. You can go and look up Living the Fully Alive Life, and you can look up her her uh, book, Dr. Carol's Guide to Women's Health. Friends, we just love being with you every week. I just encourage you, today is Saturday. Find a church. Go Google churches near you, and you persevere in this until you find a church that teaches God's word. Look for these very magical words. Please open your Bibles, too. If they are having you open your Bible, you know that you have found a keeper. Um, We just love you, friends. We love being with you every week on Love Talk. You can go to our archives to get our past shows. You can share this show with your friends on lovetalknetwork.com. You can send them a link. Encourage them, and we encourage you to join us every Saturday at 10 a.m. If there's a topic on health you want us to cover, come visit us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio, and you leave a comment about what health topic you would like us to cover this summer, and we'll do that for you. I'm Kathy Endebrock. With me in studio, the beautiful First Lady of Love, Evelyn Davison, our beautiful guest, Dr. Carol Tanksley. Thank you for being with us, and we'll see you next week.